It's time for the best 60 minutes of your life. This is the Homer Hour, broadcasting live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All studio at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. Here's Emmy Award winner, Homer. The best 60 minutes of your day. It's a curious thing. Other than maybe if you're trying to find a job as a head coach. Let's see. I think there are seven positions now available in the NFL. And Nick Saban says he is retiring his coach at Alabama. He's old, but I would suspect it's also the belief that the game is changing with NIL and how you keep players, what you do have to keep players. Uh, it's a different arena, and uh, he may not want to compete in that arena or have the same confidence uh, dealing with the arena as he's had for all these years as arguably the greatest college football coach ever because the majority of his national championships were legitimately won, unlike for many years when if you were number one going into the bowl game, you tried to find as easy a team as you could to win. But, uh, and it's going to expand to uh, to uh, 12 teams next year. So uh, Nick Saban uh, is going to retire. Maybe he'll take one of the jobs in the NFL. Would you hire him in the NFL? He didn't do as well at Miami, but he didn't have a quarterback. Yeah, I'd hire. If I was one of the NFL teams, I'd hire Nick Saban. Pebble, would you? Oh, yeah, he's a defensive mastermind. Hire him for the Packers' D.C. job. I don't know if he would take a D.C. job, but if he would. In an advisory role, like uh, Pete Carroll's supposedly supposed to take with the uh, Seattle Seahawks? <laughs> yeah, we'll have uh, Jason Woolley on. He can talk about uh, John Schneider, formerly the Packers, who's now going to be the man in charge with the Seahawks. And, uh um, Pete Carroll's out now. That he'll have to. I would assume Schneider will have the authority to hire the coach, or maybe uh, Pete Carroll will decide as well. But seven coaches available, and then um, have not heard from Jim Harbaugh yet. Uh, I would think if he was going to go, this would be a good time to do it um, with all the positions available. I th- am I right? Is it seven NFL teams? Uh, yep, seven. Seven. That's unbelievable. Uh, by the way, Rain Man, it's Wednesday. One eight hundred nine nine zero thirty seven seventy six. Caller five. Caller 5 for Rain Man, and we just started a new competition where you could win Cousin Subs for a year uh, worth about $300. And just by being caller number 5, you automatically get uh, Cousin Subs for $25. 15 questions, you get two minutes. And uh, I can't remember what the total was last week. I think three. Yeah, Dan uh, and East Troy had three correct answers last week. Yeah, which means he cannot compete. But uh, when somebody passes three, then he will be able to uh, because that's the rule. If you're leading or tied for the lead, you are the only ones who can't compete. Somebody will break three, and then he'll be back in the running. 1-800-990-3776. Again, well, Jason Wilde, uh, I stated uh, on KBN that uh, I am picking the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, I don't know that I'll give you the seven and a half, but I'll give you a touchdown. If you want to make a wager, all you got to do is head over to uh, Ted's and Tosa. Give the money to Kevin, and then I'll match you with my end of it. Um I just think the Packers are having an amazing run, and I could see how someone would pick the Packers because uh, to beat the Cowboys would not be as amazing as what they've already accomplished this season. Uh, I just think uh, Dallas is the kind of team that will uh, at home do really well and then probably find some way to prevent uh, getting to the Super Bowl. I don't know who will beat them, but, um, uh, and it doesn't matter. The Packers have had a great season. They have a great quarterback. Uh, Goody's had a phenomenal year as GM, but, uh, I'm taking Dallas, and I think they'll beat the Packers by at least a touchdown. And uh, 
if you don't agree, Ted's is the place. Bring your money because it's one thing to say something. It's a little more when you got to put some money behind it. I'm not allowed to do any of that on the air. I think uh, Pebble has told me that's a violation of some station rule, right? Correct, yes. It's batting against the listener. I can bet against, uh, uh, generally I like to bet against Ben Brust, uh, but I mentioned it on his show, and they didn't like the fact that I brought it up, but uh, he didn't say, hey, give me the pack and seven. Uh, and as I stated before the, the playoff game, um, or before the last game against the uh, Bears, it just doesn't matter. The season is unbelievable. And um, for the Packers to beat Dallas, to me, would be very difficult. But it would not be as amazing as what they've already accomplished. So uh, I understand if somebody would say, hey. Uh, but it's odd that you can pick a team to lose and you really don't care that much because they've had an incredible year. Um, and that will be the case even if they lose to uh, Dallas. This is Rain Man. We have Brett. Brett, you're on 94.5 ESPN. Good afternoon. Hey, Homer. How are we doing, Home Slice? Living the dream. Even better than that. Living the Packer dream. Yeah, aren't we all? What a yes. shocker. It is, yes. it's. Uh, I would say probably, and I've been following the Packers since 1962. I kind of remember Ray Nitschke being on What's My Line, I think after 62 when they won in New York. Never, never has there been a, a season as surprising as this. And, uh, again, I want to congratulate the NFL for expanding the playoffs because it would have been nice if the Packers uh, had finished 9-8, and eight, even if they didn't make the playoffs. But I think of the Packers and Don Mikowski had a phenomenal year under Lindy Infante. I think they went 10-6, and six, and they just missed out on the playoffs. And that uh, it took away what have been the enjoyment of, let's make the playoffs and see what happens. And uh, instead, you remember it as, oh, they were pretty good, but they didn't make the playoffs. Uh, do you have a resume, please? What's Seattle? What? What Seattle finish this year? Nine and eight, and Carroll's out? Uh, Carroll's out because he's old, and he's still going to be advisor. I don't know why they made the decision. I don't think it was, you know, that he wasn't any good anymore. I don't, I don't, I don't really know. Well, maybe we'll ask Jason, but... Uh, they had they had a decent year and they have uh, they've done reasonably well since Russell Wilson left. So um, I think maybe they wanted somebody younger. I don't. Uh, I'll wait for somebody to uh, explain exactly why. Uh, have you played Rain Man before, Brett? And were you any good? Uh, I played twice. One time I sucked. I think the last time I got seven. Whoa. Uh, well, you're likely to be the leader because this is only our second week, and our contestant last week had three. I'm not saying he sucked, right. but, Pablo, you can say that. Yeah, he sucked. <laughs> See? Uh, uh, Rayman is brought to you by Saganiac Planning, a name synonymous with employee benefits and top-notch service, and I apologize each time because I didn't mention often enough, over 50 years. That's why they're so good at it. They've been doing it well for over 50 years. Saganiac Planning, a name synonymous with employee benefits and top-notch service, and doing it great for over 50 years. A number you can remember, Saganiac Planning, 262-783, Roger Maris, Roger Maris, 6161. And, Brett, the first question is always the Big Papa Saganiac Planning Marquette trivia question. Uh, you ready to go? Let's get it on. We'll give her a go. Ready to go. Three, two, one, go. Where in the Big East Conference did Al McGuire play his college basketball? Pass. 
Houston college coach Kelvin Sampson was an NBA assistant coach from 2008 to 2011 for what team? Pass that one. Green Bay Dallas, last 10 games, including postseason. The Packers have won how many of the 10? Six. Incorrect. NFL postseason winning percentage. The team that is number one all time, 37 and 22. Which team? 49ers. Incorrect. He led the NFL this season, 36 passing touchdowns. Josh Allen. Incorrect. Jim Harbaugh had a quarterback rating over 100 only one year in his NFL career. For what team? Oh, man. The Bears. These are coming Incorrect. out of nowhere, Homer. Incorrect. Only NFL quarterback this season. Nine games, multiple touchdown passes, and zero interceptions. Love train. Correct. Good luck. Only NFL quarterback with six rushes of 20-plus yards this season. Just pass. pass that one. This is the ninth postseason Green Bay-Dallas game. Green Bay with how many wins in the first eight games? Three. Incorrect. Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, and what other NFL quarterback had exactly four rushes of 20-plus yards? We'll go with Love. Correct. How old is Giannis? 27. Incorrect. Last 31 seasons, the Packers have how many playoff appearances? 20, 23, or 26? 26. Incorrect. Within two years, how old am I? 70. Correct. How old is Brian Bulaga within a year? 36. Incorrect. How old is President Biden within a year? 72. Incorrect. Go ahead, Pebble. Tell him. Tell Brett. Tell it. Don't be mean, but tell him. How old is Joe Biden? No. How did he do? Yeah. All right. Oh, you're terrible. Then maybe the questions are hard. Uh, I have you down no, for three. I have three as well. Yeah, and, and yeah, we'll give you three. These questions are nowhere, Homer. You'll be All right, well, let's see. Let's see how Pebble. I think Pebble will get probably 11. Where in the Big East Conference did Al McGuire play his college basketball? St. John's? That is correct. Houston College coach Kelvin Sampson was an NBA assistant coach from 2008-2011 for what team? Your Milwaukee Bucks? That is correct. You're two for two. Green Bay and Dallas, last ten games of clean postseason. Packers have won how many? Three? Nine. Nine, wow. Whooping them. NFL postseason winning percentage. The team that's number one, 37-22. Come on. The New England Patriots? Of course, yes. He led the NFL this season, 36 passing touchdowns. Dak Prescott? Yes, of course. Jim Harbaugh had a quarterback rating over 100 in only one year for what team? The Colts? Tell him. What? The Colts? Yes, good again. Now, he got Jordan Love right. Uh, this one, no one's going to get right. The only NFL quarterback with six rushes of 20-plus yards. Give it your best shot. Assuming Jalen Hurts? Ever... What? Jalen Hurts? Way, way harder than that. Most people don't even know his name. Sam Howell? Joshua Dobbs. Oh, Josh Dobbs, huh? Yes. Does he go by Josh? Yeah. Oh, it's, uh, I said Josh Dobbs. Josh was too long. Uh, I don't know. All right. This is the ninth postseason Green Bay-Dallas game. Green Bay has won how many in the last eight? Two? Four. It's four and four. This was my favorite question. 
This is what you need to know about Jordan Love. Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, and one other NFL quarterback had exactly four rushes of 20-plus yards. Jordan Love, if you do something as far as running as a quarterback and you're with Lamar Jackson and Justin Fields, that means you're awesome. All right, how old is Giannis? Go ahead, tell tell Brad. 29. Yes. Last 31 seasons, the Packers have had how many playoff appearances? 20, 23, or 26? 20? 23. 23 out of 31. That's amazing. Within two years, how old am I? How old am I, Pat? 69? 69 is correct. How old is Brian Bulaga within a year? 34? Yeah, it's amazing. He's a kid. He could still play. And how old is President Biden within 81. a year? Yeah. See, how do you feel now, Brett? Pebble, what'd you have? 13? I had at least 10, I think. No. Yeah. He cheated. Brett? He cheated. Yeah, there we go. That's what that's what they say about Ben Bruss. I don't think so. I don't see Pebble as a cheater. It isn't important enough to cheat. Brett, of the ones that you missed, which one do you feel like you should have gotten right? I mean, there were some tough ones with Green Bay and Dallas. but I think you should have got the President Biden. I should have got the Al McGuire one. And how old is Giannis? Everybody should know how old Giannis is. I said 27. I was close, but I should have you got Al McGuire. Uh, for yeah. some reason, I was thinking Providence, but yeah, St. John's. Should have got you that know one. You should also know about Al McGuire. That if I had known this when he was alive, my nickname for him would have been the Mason, because he wasn't one of the great bricklayers in the history of Big East basketball. He couldn't make, he couldn't hit the ocean from the beach. A horrific shooter, but he was very athletic and uh, was pretty good defensively and rebounded. But speaking of Marquette, what time's tip off tonight? Into just because no, just because you're listening, I will tell you. Most people believe it's eight, uh, but since I'm doing the show from Pfizer Forum, the tip-off it is exactly eight oh five. All right, I was wondering you where you were. You don't look like you're you? in the studio. No, no, I, they have a special room for me where I get to do this. It's awesome. Oh wow! This is where the superstars, like if you're a uh, if you're a star and you're performing, then this is one of the rooms they give them. I didn't know. This is fantastic. Um, uh, I have said the Cowboys will win, and they'll win by more than a touchdown. Uh, Brett, your prediction on the Packers game Sunday? 33-30 Packers. McCarthy chokes. Whoa. that could have, If it's close, yes. You can count on him down the stretch to kind of be weird as far as uh, time management and stuff. Yeah. 33-30. What's, your over? What's the over-under on missed kicks for you? Uh, on what? Missed kicks. You mean like extra points or field goals by uh, uh, for the Packers? I'll say zero. I don't think he'll miss a kick. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, by NFL standards, he's been pretty weak, but indoors helps. So at the 30, is he kicking it from the 37-yard line? You going to put him out there for a 50-something yarder? Yeah, yeah. I think he can make a 50-yarder in, uh, indoors there. Yeah, that'll, that that will help. The Cowboys kicker, by the way, is, I believe, the greatest field goal hit kicker in the history of the NFL. I'll so. take Justin Tucker, but, yeah, he certainly had a great year. I don't right. think he's missed one, has he? Uh, uh, somebody else can do the judgment. I don't want ever want to spend that much time on looking at field goal kickers. Other than that, uh, the league's crazy that they haven't moved the uprights closer together. Field goal kicking, they've become way too good. It's way too important. Football is not to be decided by who has the better soccer player. But Yeah, you need a better punter. But, yeah, Homer, have a good game tonight. Go Marquette. You bet. Thanks, Brett. Jason Wildy and Tim Van Voren, always part of Wednesday.
Do you think any of them are uh, picking the Cowboys? I doubt it. Next. Yeah, they won't say it yet. Next. This is the Homer Hour on 94.5 ESPN. Jason Wildey is brought to you by Boucher Automotive, where we ride with you every mile. 18 dealerships, 15 brands, and thousands of vehicles in stock. Check them out at Boucher.com. Everything is important in the NFL as it relates to the Green Bay Packers. Pete Carroll out as the coach in Seattle and John Schneider. Kind of been running things. I don't know if maybe Carroll's been his boss. Does that mean Schneider's now going to pick the head coach or... Does it have any effect on anything regarding Green Bay now? Let's find out from Jason Wildey. Everybody should get information about the Packers every day of the year from Jason Wildey. We're down to two days. It's it's, uh, it's a mistake, but that's the way it goes. Good afternoon, Jason. Well, hello, Stephen. How are you? Uh, thanks for asking. I'm fine. Um, anything going on around the NFL that will have any impact on the Green Bay Packers? No, the... I mean, maybe at some point this who the Seahawks hire will matter, but uh, first of all, I think they're probably going to hire Dan Quinn uh, and bring him back to Seattle. They love him there, and obviously he was the defensive coordinator there when uh, they won the Super Bowl, and then he got the job in Atlanta where he had a huge influence on Matt LaFleur, who was on his staff. And now this week they're going to be facing Dan Quinn's defense in Dallas. But other than that, I, I think... I'm not sure I understand what happened there. Basically, the owners uh, decided they didn't want Pete Carroll to coach anymore, and so Pete Carroll went along with it. But if you watch his press conference, he clearly wants to keep coaching. So I don't think this advisory role is going to last very long. Maybe they're putting him in that role so they can get a draft pick compensation for him when he goes oh, to coach Oh, you think else. he might coach somewhere else next year? I do. I, he... Whew. He did not sound like a guy who wasn't going to be coaching, that's for sure. I would say there'd be somebody interested, right? I mean, seven jobs. So him and so he's he's 72, he's out in Seattle, and Saban is retiring? Saban is retiring at 72 as well. Uh, I'm at yeah, 69, well, so I got I got. I was going to say, you got to keep going. You got time, yeah. Oh, we got definitely, time. yeah. Well, I think Nick Saban's retiring because the game has changed. I don't... Uh, I don't think he'd retire okay. if NIL or it's uh I don't think the veteran coaches kind of know exactly what to do and how do you keep players who do you go after uh he he clearly had figured out but how to win national titles but um no one knows what's going on because nobody talks about NIL now the NCAA it's just uh, it's just different um so I think it's uh he thought all right it's called a career he was amazing all right, let's get to the Packers. What's at the top of your list? How well Jordan Love is playing. Uh, I just okay. went back and because uh, I, I was really curious because the best stretch of quarterbacking that I've seen, and, and look, Aaron Rodgers had lots of That was of Rodgers at the end of that year after he what Yeah, he, he's had, he, had, he, he had plenty of instances where he was uh, star-spangled awesome, but never – uh, at the level that, at least in my opinion, when he put the team on his back and they won eight straight to mm-hmm. reach the NFC Championship game, which, oh, by the way, they lost to Dan Quinn and Matt LaFleur and the Atlanta Falcons uh, with NFL MVP Matt Ryan at quarterback. Uh, Aaron Rodgers' numbers during that run, 
which included obviously a huge game in Dallas uh, in the divisional round to to beat Dak Prescott and the and the Cowboys. Right. The challenge uh, is Jordan Love eighteen and one. Right. Eighteen touchdowns, one interception. Uh, Rodgers right? completed sixty eight point nine percent of his passes. Not as good for two thousand three hundred and eighty four yards with twenty one touchdowns and one interception for a 117.9 passer rating. Over the last eight games for the 2023 Green Bay Packers, Jordan Love has completed 70.3% of his passes for 2,150 yards with 18 touchdowns and one interception for a passer rating of 112.7. So... Uh, very similar numbers. Nope. I think Mm. more impressive because what you need to do is put all the numbers that the receivers that Rodgers was throwing to and what they had done prior to this season compared to what the players that he, Jordan Love, has been throwing to and what they had done prior to the season. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not. I, I appreciate that, but the bottom, uh, the, we can't compare. You're right. I mean, he's doing it with a bunch of young guys. It's definitely different. You could also argue that he's doing it with uh, an offensive system that is so effective when Matt Lafleur is on top of his game that guys like Bo Melton are being schemed open. So I don't. I don't want to get too far into the weeds. I just think the most important thing is to point out that. Um, this dude's playing really good football and the best quarterbacking we've probably seen uh, since that run seven years ago uh, by Aaron Rodgers that took them all the way to the NFC championship game. And a lot like Rodgers, because the greatness of Rodgers always started with how few interceptions given all the, mm-hmm. and I don't even know has, can you think of, plays in which you say, oh, Jordan Love got lucky on that one. That one could have been picked. I don't even know if there are many of those. Um, I, yeah, I don't think there probably are. Uh, I don't think he's, you know, he had a fumble, like you know, obviously on Sunday uh, against the Bears, but I don't think he's even thrown a lot of balls where like, well, that guy dropped what should have been a pick. Um, it's He's been just absolutely on top of his game. And, you know, I asked LaFleur kind of what it told him uh, about where Love is headed because he's still just sort of scratching the surface of how good he can be. And, you know, LaFleur just raved about him, as well he should, uh, just about his approach and uh, the way he um, has a, quote, laser focus. He also credited Tom Clements, who obviously was coaching Aaron Rodgers back then in 2016 as well. Um but it's just, it's crazy how well he's played. And I just thought um, putting that, especially with them going down to Dallas, into perspective with how well Rodgers played during that stretch himself, and for the numbers to be that similar, uh, it's pretty wild. Yeah, it's unlikely he'll ever have a stretch this good the rest of his career. Yeah, I mean, I, Rodgers never had another stretch quite yeah. like it either. So yeah, he's got four yeah, MVPs. Probably. Um, yeah, and look, he uh, he did have a stretch during 2020 where he was 
uh, pretty ridiculous, unconscious, if you will. But uh, this. But I mean, you think I, of his think greatness, this, and for, to say that the level of Jordan Love is unbelievable. It is. That's why I decided to make a big deal out of it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you can make too big of a deal out of it. I think it's impossible to exaggerate what he's done. Like, in the history of the NFL, it's one of the great eight-game runs probably of any quarterback. Top ten? Top five? How am I doing? Have I overstated yet? Uh, I don't think you – like, I don't know enough about other quarterbacks' hot streaks. I'm sure there's plenty of them. But when it comes to the Packers, you know, I – I've gotten to see a lot of great quarterbacking and a lot of really gaudy numbers, but over an eight-game stretch, I mean, the let's go back to what you said earlier. Um, the fact that you know the dude had thrown ten interceptions through nine games, yep, and he's thrown one since. I mean, I think that I think that tells you, you know, that's very Rodgers-like. And I know you and Bulaga, I think was it last week, were talking about how. You saw some uh, Rodgers like, or maybe it was earlier this week. He said that. Uh, he said that watching him yeah. play. Yeah, and I thought, wow, that's that's amazing. Yeah, he said he thought he felt like he was watching Rodgers. I mean, that I think if he's willing to say that, uh, mm-hmm. a guy who obviously played most of his career and won a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers, I think that tells you everything you need to know about how Jordan loves playing right now. Explain Clements and how or what he does and what how it's contributed to Jordan Love playing. Because I don't think anybody can really know or understand. Yeah, look, he's. I think he's a master of um, teaching the fundamentals. Um, you know, I don't know. I'd be curious. I'm, this is one of the things that I'm really fascinated by, and not just because of my you know, limited coaching uh, experience with our girls' teams. You know, I'm, I'm just a huge, huge believer that if you have a really, really good base of the fundamentals, whether you're playing basketball or volleyball or softball or football or whatever it might be, that that gives you such an incredible opportunities succeed even if you don't run the set plays the way they're supposed to be run or Mm -hmm. even if other things don't play out the way you anticipate them to i feel like if you you know keep your elbow in and follow through on your jump shot uh it's going to go in even if you're not in the right spot on the court if you so if you look at what tom clements does well his drill work i mean he was part of that Mike McCarthy quarterback school that they ran when Rodgers was a, was a pup. And, you know, remember Rodgers came into the league with that high carriage of the ball having played at Cal um, for in that offense for Tedford and Tedford had those guys all carrying the ball up there. And, you know, I just feel like love in the last two years and, and look, Tom Clements is not going to, you know, brag about the difference he's made, but I think Jordan will. Um, I just think his fo- his footwork is so much better. 
everything about him when I watched him in practice, you know, last summer when it was the first year that he had uh, Tom Clements as his position coach, and definitely this past summer, um, he just his his fundamentals, his footwork, his arm strength, his accuracy, they all had improved. And so, you know, you you want to know why he looks the way he does statistically. It's because he looks different. Like, I mentioned this to you this morning when you were on with Tausch and me. Like, I just, one of my biggest pet peeves are all these people that are, are you know, kind of taking a victory lap that they knew this was going to be, this is what Jordan Love was going to be. And, look, I sat at the practices. I saw mm-hmm. his inaccuracy and his inconsistency and his indecisiveness. And it's great. I'm happy that those people were right because, as I've said many times, I like Jordan, and I'm, I'm happy for him that he's succeeding in a very difficult, although not nearly as difficult as the one his predecessor inherited from Favre. I'm thrilled for him that he's succeeding. But to, to just make it seem like this was preordained and he was just always this great player, A, it's not true, and B, it kind of undercuts how good of a job Matt LaFleur and Tom Clements have done with him. It undercuts how hard Jordan has worked to improve. Like, if you just pretend like he was just given this God-given ability and he was always going to be predestined to play at this level, I just think it kind of shorts him the credit that he deserves for making sure that he became the player that he's been uh, over these last eight games, and I would predict going to be over these next, who knows, eight, ten years. Of all the things you could mention about LaFleur's system, what's at the top of the list that makes and helps Jordan Love be as good as he is? Um, well, I don't think it's it's at the top of the list, but I, the most noticeable thing, um, and I kind of brought, it was interesting. He he said something really interesting today that got my attention because you know he, we were kind of talking about his level-headedness and his calm demeanor, which I feels like we talk about all the time. And um, Christian Watson was talking about his weird poise. He's so weirdly poised. It's like uh, no one should be this poised. And I asked Jordan about it, and he actually admitted that he has to work at it, which, again, goes back to my earlier point about him working to become as, you know, accurate and productive as he's been over these last eight games. Like, you know, I, I just assumed, hey, this is his personality. This is how he's always going to be. And he actually admitted that he, he actually has to work on it and focus on it and make sure that he's not, you know, letting himself get down or getting frustrated with himself or not staying even keeled. Like, he has to talk to himself on the sideline. He made an interesting comment about how he there are certain things before every game that he tells himself. And, uh, you know, as somebody who's been hoping that he would give us a little more insight into who he is, because uh, I think there's a lot more there than he lets on. Um, that was pretty cool to hear from him. So, you know, I don't. I I think skill is obviously the most important thing, and his fundamentals, his improvement of his fundamentals, have been vital to that. But I also think his personality, which he does say he works at, is also crucial to the success he's had. Thanks, Jason. All right, Homer. Take care. Be good. Jason Wilde, all Packers all the time. Coming up soon, Tim Van Voren, Fox 6 Sports. You're listening to the Homer Hour on 94.5 ESPN.
minutes of your day. Yes, WisconsinOnDemand.com. And listen again to the comments of Jason Wilde putting the uh, Jordan Love last eight games. I think it's fair to wonder if he'll ever do it again the rest of his career. Like, is that being tough? No. Look at Aaron Rodgers, the comparison to Aaron Rodgers. And he did it, what, maybe once the rest of his career? He's got four MVPs. That speaks to how incredible the performance has been. Just like all the things about the Packers. It just You can't do it, and they've done it. No, you can't do that. They did that. You can't do that. I mean, I, I want to go back and check that here you have Jordan Love doing this stretch with a bunch of unknown guys and go back and see what all the players had done for the Packers or in the NFL, the receivers, uh, tight ends, and we guess you'd have to factor in the running backs in terms of Aaron Jones. He's done some, but tight ends and wide receivers, what their numbers were prior to what they did for Rodgers during that stretch, and the same. You know that it's going to be off the charts amazing given what's been accomplished with the lack of numbers of all these players versus the excellence that many of those wide receivers' tight ends had shown before Rodgers had his incredible run. Uh, Saganiac Planning, a name synonymous with employee benefits and top-notch service, and, should have been saying this years ago, and they've been doing it well for over 50 years, family-owned for 50-plus years. That's why they can make confusing insurance decisions not so confusing. That's why they come up with things like level-funded health insurance. When you do it over 50 years and you do it well, yeah, it can seem that easy compared to how difficult it is for everyone else. So, Saganiac Planning, a name synonymous with employee benefits, top-notch service, and doing it well for over 50 years. Saganiac Planning, Phone number you can remember, 262-783, Roger Maris, Roger Maris, 6161. TVV and all his other duties, busy, but he'll be ready when we come back again. Nick Saban retiring as coach at Alabama. Nobody wants to follow him, guarantee you that, though they do pay pretty well these days. And the Seattle Seahawks now one of seven, seven NFL teams needing a head coach. Pete Carroll out, though he'll be an analyst and uh, listening to Jason Wildey. It would certainly appear that he thinks, and I think it's a, uh, I would join that club. He's going to coach somewhere else next year. Tim Van Vorn, TVV, Fox 6 Sports, next. The three most important letters in sports. Even better than those. TVV. 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 It's Fox 6 Sports Director Tim Van Voren on the Homer Hour on 94.5 ESPN. Tim Van Voren, three-time Wisconsin sportscaster, your Hall of Fame wingman. He's at Lambeau Field. Can't wait to hear his latest information as the Packers prepare for what would arguably be their greatest postseason victory ever in terms of an upset. TVV, good afternoon. Homer, good afternoon. Is that an overstatement, or do you think there's some legitimacy to that? Uh, San Francisco, Craig Newman, uh, Craig Newsom rather, winning out there with that hit early on. That was pretty big. Yeah, that would, be era. that would be good. That was at the very beginning. They then lost to Dallas after that. But I'm wondering, they yep. might have been a seven-and-a-half-point underdog in that one. Yeah, I don't know the I don't know the line, but that was a monster eye opener, no question about However, it. I mean, ever my my team, time covering the team. Yeah, that team came with uh, 
a much higher expectation than this Packer team. Uh, it was new for yeah. them, but but yeah, San Francisco had a uh, they were the real deal then. So Dallas is is good now, but they're no San Francisco of that era either. So yeah, I would I'll I'll, I'll give you that. I think it'd be right up there with that. Um, so what's being said? What's uh, discussing with Jason Woolley? He mentioned about how great. Jordan Love has played, I said, over the last eight games. I'm not sure he'll ever do this again hmm. because Aaron Rodgers almost never did it again. Yeah, who has? I mean, the, the yes. ratio is incredible. Uh, again, you know, to get to number two in the league in touchdown passes when you did nothing for the first eight games is just remarkable to me. I guess he had a couple of numbers in the first couple of games, but really you wouldn't have seen him as an elite quarterback until he really came on as the season went along. Uh, you know, love. I, it was uh, Jason's question today, and Matt Lafleur said, "I think the sky's the limit." How could you not feel that way about Jordan Love? But you are right, Homer, that the sky may be the limit. But right now, he's at the sky. He has absolutely carried this team against some decent defenses with kind of a hodgepodge group. I think that the uh, internal peer pressure of the wide receivers and tight ends has has been one of the unspoken stories this year. These guys have to scrap for snaps because if they don't do something, somebody else coming along will. And I think it's made so many players more uh, productive. Is that something you've heard them talk about or just your belief that it has to, in fact, be the case given the number of them? I would say it was my belief, and then I started asking them about it, and their answers have uh, validated that belief. You know, internal uh, competition, Craig Council used to always talk about it with the Brewers, for instance. You know, it, it is a motivator at the professional level. These guys are on the team, so who's going to get those snaps? And just think of the assurgence during the season of, say, Dontavian Wicks. Was he the name you were thinking at the beginning of the season? No. Uh, Christian Watson has actually kind of gone backwards in snaps and profile as the season has gone along. But obviously, if he comes back, the Packers would be very excited to have him and what he would offer to their offense. Do they ever say surprise? Do you sense that they're going, this is unbelievable? Or is that just me? I don't think I've heard that, Homer. I think they should. Uh, Maybe not while they're in it, but I think the reflection after this season is going to have to lead anyone to that. You're a longtime NFL observer. I've been around the Packers forever. When have you ever seen a more significant in-season turnaround? And not injury-related. I mean, we've seen teams go the wrong way when the wrong guy gets hurt. But in-season improvement like this for any team, I I don't remember it. I I just think it's uh, striking. And I would add, even more so with young players. Mm -hmm. That's why you don't have a young team as young as the Packers, because if things go bad, you want some veteran leadership or someone to try to keep things under control, the assumption being with a young, bunch of young players, it could just go very bad, very ugly, and just continue when, in fact, exactly the opposite is done, is, is occurred. And yet I don't think any other teams are going to all of a sudden say, you know, we just need to have all kids like the Packers. I don't yeah, think I they think believe right. it either. I, I, I don't think so either. And, I, and let's face it, uh, you know, coming into the season and through the first uh, third of the season at least, the Packers were getting crushed. Ryan Goodekunst in particular getting crushed for not having experience at the wide receiver position. It's such an easy storyline. Look at these guys. They're overwhelmed. It's such an easy storyline to do. Uh, and, and I was just thinking the other day, I mean, do you really want uh, 
Sammy Watkins in this mix? Do you really want Devin Funches in this mix? I mean, that's preposterous now to think about it, but that those are the kinds of names that uh, you know the Packers have brought in as veteran receivers in the past. What that'd be high comedy to think those players would be contributing in any way, shape, or form the way this this young group is. This is the youngest average age team in the NFL playoffs since 1974. They're 25 and a half years old on an average age. That's remarkable. And keep in mind, Jordan Love is still one of the younger guys. His backup is older than he is. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know how you explain it. It, it just it, it doesn't happen. There's a reason that football GMs across the NFL for years and years and years have never done this. I, I agree. I, I just think it's hard to put your finger on anything, and it may just be an absolute uh, harmonic convergence here of the way Jordan Love is playing, like you said, at almost unprecedented levels, and the way these young guys have all come along and they're, and they're all sharing the moment. Uh, maybe, maybe that'll never be repeated. Who knows? Right now, it's, it seems like this isn't lightning in a bottle, and you can build upon it. We shall see going forward. But the few, what's weird about this, I think, is there's excitement for the Packers now, and this current team, obviously, they're in the playoffs. But the future seems even brighter now. Might not happen, but but you know you watch this situation, and we're going through this Packer playoff run again, and you're thinking this is not going to be a one-off. The Packers are going to be back up into the NFL elite on a regular basis going forward. Well, they should be. <laughs> that's, that's, it would be. It would not be fair to recognizing um, what they've accomplished to not think that as well. And I emphasize the league has moved toward great offenses are worth more than they ever were. You're exactly right. The value of the quarterback certainly at the most uh, you know most critical part about any of those offenses. And I think we're all saying in Green Bay, you have your quarterback, and that's not even a question. You have a deep wide receiving crew. That's basically, you could probably say. These guys will all be back next year. You know, do you need to draft a receiver into that group? I'm not sure that you do. Certainly not anyone high. The two tight ends, the two tight ends look look like they're your bookends at that position for years going forward. Aaron Jones's impact cannot be overstated, and they have to decide what to do there. And you have to, you know, keep it going if you're going to bring Aaron Jones back, which I think at this stage they would. Uh, you have to hope that he can continue to be such a a dynamic player back there, or at least approximate that. So that's a big thing because you see their offense better with a guy like that in the backfield. But by the same token, you should feel very good about where this franchise is going forward. And this playoff experience, to me, is a step on that path because this is bonus time. This is it's, it, How stark is this contrast, Homer? The, a year ago, you had the chance to win, you don't get in, and Boom, it's cold, it's the off-season, it's dreary, It's this is terrible. A mere 52 weeks later, just because you had the different result on that Sunday, you're in the playoffs now, you're one of the teams in the party. All these other teams are firing coaches, making moves, deciding what they're going to do with their draft choices. The Packers are in the party. Who would have seen it? And what a contrast from a straight year ago. And they're doing it in a manner that is exactly the way you would want to do it in terms of addressing the future, there's no TVV saying, "Yeah, but keep this in mind." You know, this guy's old, or this guy's this, this. You know, there's none of that. What What would you put? I mean, what's your greatest concern? Anders Carlson, uh, Joe Barry. I mean, 
you know, right now they're getting by with a lot yes, of things that and, aren't going yes, exactly right. And yes, I would agree mm-hmm. with those two. Yeah, and you're I, getting by with a lot of things that aren't all right. And I think the 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 defense would be more. Um, what anything from the floor? What you observe? People talking? What they're saying? Is it uh, anything catch your attention? Uh, you know, I, I think that uh, he's been in the crosshairs this year. I don't think he's handled everything right in terms of, you know, decisions and, and uh, dynamic within the locker room. Uh, but they don't have any Pro Bowl players, Homer. They don't have, you know, any significant veterans, really. And they're in the playoffs. I think you have to give him a, a, a complete rubber stamp gold star for this year, no matter what you think about this or that specific incident just on that basis alone the cowboys have seven pro bowlers the packers have zero they're playing each other can you Sunday. sense that he's happy do you sense any difference that he's that it's fun i do i do because i thought he was prickly in the summer i talked to him a couple times i've run into him observe him i thought he was like man this is going to crush me this is going to be on my record that's the way it happens with coaches even if it's understandable and I don't think I, I, I don't think he expected to be here with this team now. And on top of it, you get to what we talked about—the future. Yeah, he's not yeah. going anywhere. He's the coach with this bright future with this organization. He is happy. He should be happy. TVV, thank you. We're out of time. Marquette basketball eight next.